0: Success On Demand is like this dope sisterhood of strong, ambitious women who love business, but crave success. We come together and talk self-improvement, goals, and even life stories. And more than anything, we're a part of a community for us and by us. Let's have Boss Talk.
1: If you're determined I don't care whether you've been been through a divorce or foreclosure or bankruptcy, uh, you know, an abusive relationship. If you have a child with special needs, like none of that matters. If you make up your mind that you want to do something, then none of that stuff matters. You're going to figure out a way to make it work.
0: What's good you guys? Thanks for tuning in to Success On Demand today. I am your host D Lake and we have a very special episode in store for you all today. We are having our first attorney on the show today and her name is Lanise Williams and she's going to just give us a a little background of what she does and how she helps people and how she's gotten to where she is now. So definitely buckle in, um, hang out with us, take some notes and really use what we talk about today to help further yourself because that's what success on demand is all about. So without further ado, I am going to go ahead and give Lenise a few moments to introduce herself and then we'll go ahead and crank up this conversation.
1: Hi, my name is Lenise Williams and I am glad to be here first of all, so thank you for having me. And I am a business consultant and an intellectual property attorney. So I work primarily with female entrepreneurs and helping them build and protect great, great brands. Um, my philosophy is it's great to build something amazing and a legacy for your children, but in order for it to actually be a legacy, you have to make sure that you protect it legally as well.
0: Wow and I'm happy that you you said that that's something I was going to ask you later on but we can go ahead and do it now when you say protecting protecting maybe your whatever your resources are or like trademarks and things like that um, how would you explain that to someone who has maybe never heard of that before you know they don't know um, what the benefits are of having a trademark or a copyright um, how would you break that down simply for them
1: um, the simple way to break it down is: there is there, there having having a business is one thing, and having a brand is another thing. But you really have to make sure that brand is protected. So that goes down to the name, the logo, everything about that business—not just necessarily the products that you're creating and the services that you're offering, but really owning the brand, not just the business.
0: Okay, I definitely understand that. And with everything, because I've, I've been on your website, I've, I've been stalking your website. <laughs> and I've learned so much about you and all of the different specialties that you have within your practice. And I just wanted to know where your passion, you know, for law and, you know, all of the, the legal activities associated with it came from.
1: So it started, you know, obviously I went to law school, I I, I passed the bar exam, and I started working in a law firm. Um, And originally my passion was in family law and criminal law. Um, Mostly because, first of all, family law, because my parents went through a divorce when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I promised that I was going to go out and help women and help men you know, stay a part of their children's lives and make wow. sure they get justice. You know, that was my thing when I was younger. And then my father was a police officer. So I always had an interest in criminal law and how that whole process worked. So that was kind of my reason for going to law school because that's what I wanted to do. And so I went to law school. I worked in, I worked in a law firm after graduation, after passing the bar exam for six weeks. Six whole weeks, the worst six weeks of my life. I quit. And I was crazy. So I was engaged at the time. I had I had my first son. I was engaged to his father. Um, and I came home one day and I was like, I had enough. I quit. He's like, Lenice, you were there for six weeks. I'm like, but you don't understand. I'm I'm not any smarter than this person that's running the law firm. But here it is. I made him. More than I'm getting paid annually. I made that mm-hmm. in less than a month, but he's on the golf course somewhere. Like, <laughs> this is <isn't> fair. <laughs> so right. I that, you know, there wasn't anything special about him. You know, not to, I'm not trying to bash him or anything. There wasn't anything special about him or any extra knowledge that he had that I didn't have. So I decided I was going to start my own law firm. So, long story short, I started my own firm and I built it up to a multiple six figure firm, and I mean, a, probably a year or less. I just got out there and I, and I hustled. And I was doing at the time, which I didn't know what it was called, but I was doing a lot of personal branding, you know, putting myself out there um, and establishing myself as an expert, even though I was a fresh graduate, didn't really know what I was doing. But I was able to get clients and after I went through a divorce, I had another child went through a divorce and I realized that I was really passionate about my law firm but not practicing the type of law that I was practicing. Mm-hmm. I lost my passion for that. I was in the courtroom all the time. I wasn't able to really be there for my kids like I had originally planned. Right. And I just I just had burnout. And so I I realized my passion was in entrepreneurship. My passion was in building that law firm, building my personal brand, and that's what I liked, and that's what helped me to make the money. That's what helped me to get the clients, so I just kind of stepped away from that and started doing my entrepreneur thing. I started, I moved, um, I relocated from Louisiana to Georgia, and I started buying businesses and investing in businesses and just doing my entrepreneur thing for years. And then people started asking me for advice. You know, how do I do this and how do I do that? And then it got to the point where people were like, well, you're a lawyer. So (laughs) how do I do this and that? And so I started (laughs) to incorporate that into my business consulting, and it just kind of turned into... My dream job. That's a oh very long answer. Sorry.
0: You just, I have so many more questions for you now. Why would you do this? So, right. so the first one, what kinds of things do you do to to learn and to influence yourself? Like, you know, some people, you may read a lot or they may listen to a bunch of webinars or podcasts. Like, what do you do to like feed your mental
1: um, I read a lot. Um, you know, I'm always buying. I'm always buying new business books. Some of them I may just read a couple chapters. Some of them I read the front to the back several times. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I used to listen to podcasts. I don't really listen to podcasts a lot anymore. But a lot of my experience is not just from reading. Um, I mean, it, it's a good way to feed my mind, but just going through things personally, you know, I have, not only do I do do the consulting and the legal work, but I have my own ventures. So I learn from my own ventures and just from people in my circle, you know, the more I do this entrepreneur thing, the more I meet other entrepreneurs and I'm able to feed off of them and they're able to feed off of me.
0: Yes, yes, very true, very true. And that's that was one of the main purposes behind even creating this show or trying to communicate these kinds of stories to women is because, I've said it before, but I feel like only one of us should have to go through certain situations. I feel like if we share those stories with our female counterparts and just say hey you know this is what's going to happen but when this happens this is the solution to it then we all won't be going through the same thing you know I feel like we can all progress together if we just share that knowledge with each other and I feel like that's something that you're already doing especially with you know girl biz and um, just all of the content and resources that are on your website now
1: I feel like it's when I first started practicing law, there weren't many people. I was in a, a small town, um, and I, first of all, I didn't know anyone there. It, it was where my ex-husband was from. I didn't know anyone, and no one wanted to help me. I mean, it was, it was really like, oh, this new chick is coming around. I don't want to, you know, share any information with her. I don't want to help her because it's going to take, you know, it's going to take away from from my practice. Yeah. But now I. I now that I have learned so much, I almost feel like I owe it to other people to share what I've learned. You know, of, of right. course, I offer a lot of things for free. I can't give everything, you know, especially specialized information. I can't give that for free. But I I want women primarily to understand that all of this stuff is possible. Right. You know, here are the resources. Here are the things you need. To win, Because I just don't feel like anybody should have a miserable life. You know, right. it's your goal to be an entrepreneur. Here's the information. You know, here's what I learned. You know, take what you can from what I learned and let everybody win. Because if I want to take a month off and go spend a month in the, I don't know, in Mexico or something and not work. I need people mm-hmm. to go with me. I can't go by myself. I don't want to go by myself. <laughs> so other Very people true. need to win so
0: we can all go. Oh my goodness. you That was so well said that it's not even funny. <laughs> and with something I heard you say earlier about when you were just, you know, miserable working at the other place because you made him more in what was it like a month yeah. or, or two months, mm-hmm. then, you know, you made no year. What advice would you say for women who are on the fence about, you know, leaving their nine to five or leaving some place that they're working similar to where you were? Like, do you, are you like pro leave your nine to five and open your business? Or are you like, you know, save your money up and then leave when it's time?
1: Well, that's a hard question to answer because part of me wants to say, hey, I did it, you can You can too. You know, I walked away from, from a job and I was able to find success, but that may not be the next person's story. You know, yes. like, I can't tell someone what I think is best for them. Right. You know, everyone has a different level of Comfortability, I guess is the word. You know, some people are okay with eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> and not being able to go out with their friends. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. If I know that my long-term goal is X and I have to do A, B, and C to get to X, then I'm going to do it. But not everybody is built like that. Some people, they, they have more security in their 9-to-5. And not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. You know, maybe you should stay at your 9-to-5 and have have your entrepreneur dreams, just have it as a side hustle. Or maybe you should save your money and leave your 9-to-5 when you feel comfortable. Everybody is built differently. So it's, it's hard to have a universal answer
0: Very true. to that question. Very true. I'm so happy you said that because my next question was going to be do you think that you have like a high risk tolerance like do you think that um and you actually mentioned a piece of it in your last answer that you just you know went for it you were okay with not being able to do certain things until you know you get to where you're trying to go but I just wanted to know do you think that you're the type of person who if you see something that you want to get you're you're okay with risking something to get it
1: I'm a huge risk taker. And honestly, I thought everyone was like me.
0: know, <laughs> up, <until,
1: You>, <laughs> up until like maybe five, ten years ago. Like I thought everybody thought the way that I thought. But mm-hmm. I'm realizing that they don't. I take risks that I'm learning the average person wouldn't take. And it's not because I'm... I don't... I, maybe... I'm not I'm not arrogant at all, like in no, in no way shape or form, but I think I just kind of feel like I believe in myself mm-hmm. and and if if I say that I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna succeed by any means necessary. Yes. so it's easier for me to take a risk because I know that I can handle it. I know that in some way, shape or form, I'm gonna make it work.
0: Yes, yes. I definitely understand and that's that's what I felt like <laughs> you were saying when you were telling me about y- your last answer I was just like it seems like um, she she can take that risk you know she doesn't mind doing that and you definitely just put that in a nutshell for us um, the, <laughs> the next question is what kinds of things did you do to build your network and to connect with the type of people that you needed to connect with to get where you are
1: so you know, as I mentioned earlier, it wasn't always easy for me to connect, especially with other females. I got a lot of help from from other males, so it wasn't always easy for me in a networking setting. Mm-hmm. But probably over the past few years, as crazy as it may sound, a lot of my really good connections and people that I have really great business relationships with—crazy enough—I met them on social media. Wow. I've been able. To connect- so many people through social media, you know, my my clients, you know, people that call and like like you and ask for an interview, or I, I've met so many people from my computer and my iPhone. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy, but I think when 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 you're looking for people to connect with, um, and other people like you that are like-minded are looking for people to connect with, it just it just happens, whether it's Uh, at a networking event or whether it's on social media (laughs) you can't really underestimate any networking medium
0: yes i definitely agree and you just actually um made me curious about something what's your opinion because i think we feel the same way about social media but we'll find out in a minute what's your opinion (laughs) on people using their social media platform as their main platform and not having a website at all. Like do you think that's something that's new school or or what do you what do you think?
1: I don't see anything wrong with it because majority of the time the way the way people are now they they might go to your website, but 9 times out of 10 they're also going to look for you on Facebook. They're going to look for you on Instagram, they're going to look for you on Twitter. They're going to find you on social media. I mean, I think it's great to have a website, especially for email captures, you know, so you can get people's email address, but I feel, I, I don't, I don't look down on a business because they don't have a website, put it that way.
0: Yes. And I think that's something that has become like more common in the last, maybe, you know, five, five or so years, I would say, because I right. feel like now you see a lot of big brands that you've only ever known them on social media <laughs> and it's, it's become very normalized so i mm-hmm. i definitely agree with that and the the next question that i have for you is what is your opinion of actually and i won't even ask that way how important do you think investing is for a, a brand or or business owner like big investments maybe um investing 500 or a thousand dollars into something that may teach them a skill that they didn't know before.
1: I think it's very important. Um, there are there are things, especially like let's say investing in, uh, you know, a coach or a consultant or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's important because even though it's seen as a big investment um, and you feel like you're giving a lot of money. You're actually saving money because (laughs) that person, that coach or that consultant, they can get you there sooner, quicker, faster with coaching and the money that maybe they lost in a business um, or the experience they had that they actually paid somebody way more money for, you get that and you don't have to lose all the money that they lost Mm -hmm. and you don't have to have all the negative experiences that they had.
0: Yes, yes, I definitely agree. And that's a good way to look at it because I think people especially now with you know more professional consultants being available I think people are like you know should I get a consultant and they're trying to figure out what the benefits of getting a a consultant would be and I think that the way that you put it was awesome it it really puts it in a nutshell to see the benefits that you get just by being able to get information from a consultant just like yourself because we'd have access to you know whatever experiences you went through and you'd be able to share those solutions with us so I definitely agree
1: I think at the same time people have to be careful because back to social media now there's so many people everybody's a business coach everybody's a life coach everybody can help change your life and help you make more money Mm -hmm. like everybody is doing that on social media now so of course investing in yourself is great but making sure you're investing in the right person i think is is very important because I just feel that people should should consult with people who have had these experiences that are business coaches that have actually had a business yes. and didn't just read something in a magazine or have a business coach themselves. And now they're regurgitating everything another business coach mm-hmm. told them. You know, make sure if you're going to invest in yourself that you're actually investing in the right person.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Very well put. Very well put. Because... There is a lot of authenticating that needs to happen before we not even just with consulting or business coaches but there's a a lot of um, oversaturated industries now because of social media and how easy it is to just you know start something up at the drop of a dime so I definitely agree with that another thing that I heard you mention is that after you had your second child and you were divorced um, that's when you really started to pick up with your practice but what is something that that you would say to a single mom who is just trying to figure out how to make it all work like what did you do to juggle all of that at one time
1: <laughs> My <laughs> <honesty>.
0: <laughs> oh I'm my prayer,
1: gosh <laughs> prayer i'm still praying every day <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> really not an easy answer for that. But if you're determined, I don't care whether you've been been through a divorce or foreclosure or bankruptcy, uh, you know, an abusive relationship, if you have a child with special needs, like none of that matters. If you make up your mind that you want to do something, then none of that stuff matters. There's, You're going to figure out a way to make it work. You know, for a while, um, you know, it's kind of a personal story. My, my One of my children um, was having difficulty in schools, having behavior problems, to the point where the school was calling me every single day, every day. I mean, I was to the point where I felt like I was going to have a nervous breakdown, mm-hmm. but nobody knew. Nobody knew I was going through any of that because... I felt like that was something I had to deal with. God is not going to give me, you know, I don't know your faith or anyone that's listening. God is not going to give me more than I can handle. Yeah. And all those things, you know, whether it's something that I'm going through with my children, um, you know, the divorce, whatever, all of those things are just things that are going to make me stronger and help build my character. and and it's not going to be something that's going to tear me down. It's going to be something that I'm going to use to my advantage to make me overcome that situation because like my divorce for example it was very hard you know i was i was devastated but that made me push myself harder i said okay i'm not going to be one of these stereotypical single moms you know that that can't make can't make money you know or you know have to have public assistance forever i'm I'm, that's not going to be me you know i'm this is going to be the driving force to make me go even harder, make even more money and be even more successful because now I... I Have to prove something to my ex for one, but I also have to I also have to make sure my kids are taken care of. You know, now I have a, an added responsibility.
0: Yes, yes, very true. And I love the way you put that. I love the way you put that because that's how that's how we're thinking. That's how we're all thinking. <laughs> and we and it's good to hear. You know that you just grinded it out like that. And um, I did want to know, like, what was what was one of the first things that you did when you decided that you were going to, you know, really take your practice seriously? Like, did you say that, okay, I'm going to quit and I'm just going to put out um, a mass notice to some of my old clients about what I'm doing or like, what did you do to actually take that first big step?
1: You mean when I transitioned? Yes. Out of, so I just, I stopped taking clients. Um, well, actually, it was it was a slow period at that time. Things were starting to to just kind of decline, and I had some really good cases, so I had a good amount of money and savings to where I just was like, forget this. You know, clients aren't coming the way that they used to. I'm not really happy doing this anymore. I'm gone. Um, and <laughs> you know, I had clients call me like, hey. The sign's not up at your office anymore. Where are you? And you know, I was honest. I just told them, you know, this isn't. I'm not passionate about it anymore. If you really need me, I'll I'll help you. But yeah, I just I just had to do what was best
0: for me. Yes, I can understand that. I feel like we all go through a little period like that. Yours just happened to be, you know, fabulous. <laughs> so. No, it just feels fabulous damn. That's
1: that's what it
0: Yes, yes, it it does, it does, and I think that. Um, you know it's well deserved especially after hearing you know some of the things that you did and and went through to get to where you are i feel like that's the side of the story that most you don't get most of the time it does look like oh wow you know um, i can be an overnight success and i can you know just succeed very quickly and sometimes it's not like that so it's good to hear that side of the story
1: and I think more people need to be transparent like that because it's giving so many people this false sense of hope, making people quit their good jobs, you know, making people do all kind of crazy things mm-hmm. because they think that it, it happens quickly, like there are, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur. Let's see, my son is... My oldest It was almost 13. 14 years. 13, 14 years, I've been an entrepreneur. And after all those years, some days I still sit down and I cry like, Lanise, what the heck are you doing? Yes. You know, like... It's it's not glamorous. Yes. You know, I was, I was went to the mall yesterday and I was in, I forget what store, some jewelry store. And they had all of these shirts, Girl Boss lady boss <laughs> girl power and you know I took a picture of it and I, and I sent it to my friend and I said so many people are just glamorizing this like it's trendy you know it's cute yeah. to be a girl boss. oh my gosh. it's cute to wear this. I'm an entrepreneur t-shirt but can you really withstand the lifestyle yes. like it's real you know there are there are months where I can make I don't know like fifteen twenty thousand 20 thousand dollars and the next month it's zero. Yep. Are you okay with that? Like, you have to really be okay with living like that because it's not—it's not all glamorous. It's not all great. It's not just putting on a T-shirt and quitting your job. It's so much more than that.
0: Yes, that is so true. And something that you said earlier just made me remember that sometimes we, we just have to sit down and realize that we don't have all of the answers you know none of us have all of the answers <laughs> so there are going to be hard times times where you just you know don't know what to do you know something came out of nowhere and that happens since i've become an entrepreneur there are so many just pop-up surprise things that just come out of nowhere <laughs> and you have to know how to deal with that because in the beginning sometimes it's just you you don't have a team to help you out with anything, so you have to be ready to put on put on all of those different hats, you know, one after the other, so that you can get things done. So, it what you said is very true, and it just made me remember that. It's, it's just like parenting; it doesn't
1: come with a handbook. It's you know you you learn on the job.
0: <laughs> yes, on the job training. <laughs>
1: right.
0: And um, another thing that you mentioned about being an entrepreneur, being trendy right now. I feel like that is so true. I just had a conversation about that with someone the other day. Um, And we were just talking about how you're just not sure anymore of who is actually doing it, like who is actually trying to create a real sustainable business um, that you can trust with your money, Um, especially with the bigger services and the things that cost a lot more money. Sometimes you're just like, um, I just need some kind of (laughs) something to authenticate this business so that I know that I'm actually spending money with someone who's serious about their craft
1: trust your gut you know sometimes yeah. have, don't be so eager <laughs> to jump on you know um, a bandwagon mm-hmm. do your do your own you know trust trust your own gut pray about it and if you feel if you feel great about it on Monday and you still feel great about it on Friday mm-hmm. then make that decision <laughs> like, don't be, be so spontaneous
0: that is so true I have that same rule for when I'm shopping If I find something and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go home. And if I don't think about this by Friday, then I don't really want it. But if it's on my mind, I'll come back.
1: (laughs) And if it's there, then it's meant to be. Right,
0: because it may be gone anyway. Yes, that is so true. And we're coming to the close of the interview, but I'm going to ask you your two hot topic questions. Um, They're just questions about you. Um, The first one is, what do you do to wind down after a long day so that you can refuel for the next
1: day? I am like a bath freak. (laughs) I have like my my best, wind down the wind down moments and also my best ideas, soaking in the bathtub. I love to soak in the bathtub every night.
0: Oh my gosh. So you run your water and, and run a, bu- a bubble bath and all that stuff every night.
1: No bubbles. Okay, no
0: bubbles. Just a bath. <laughs>
1: just, a hot, just a hot bath and I will be in there until the water is cold and my skin is wrinkled. Oh my like
0: gosh. I- the, when the water gets cold, I, I can't. I can't. I don't
1: even realize. Yeah, I'm. I'm weird. I I love. I love soaking in the bathtub. My kids know that I'm gonna be in there for at least an hour reading a book. I might take a nap. (laughs) Oh oh my god!
0: Do you have the little pillow? Do you have the little pillow thing?
1: No, I don't have a pillow. I just old school, roll up a towel and put it behind my neck. Oh deck.
0: my <laughs> gosh, that is so funny. Yeah, I think I think baths are like one of the best things ever, especially when you have a nice tub and you can do that. I think it's perfect yes. for that. And the second question, what is one of your your favorite pieces of clothing that you put on when you just want to feel like, you know, I'm really going to tackle this day? <laughs> what is your favorite piece of clothing to put on? like a blazer or a pair of nice slacks, a pair of boots?
1: Hmm. I would say a blazer. Um, You know, there's just something about if you have on jeans or if you have on slacks and you just pop a nice blazer on with something, it just makes you feel a little bit more polished and better to tackle some things yes
0: i agree and i like that i don't know (laughs) when it started but now i feel like my blazers have such nice cuts in them now i feel like they have really nice colorful blazers now too yes (laughs) (laughs) so you can get them everywhere but um, that ends our interview and it was was such a pleasure having you, seriously I, I learned so much about you that I didn't know and you shared a lot of gems with us too
1: thank you, glad to do it I
0: think that people will really enjoy this interview and they'll be able to learn more about you and then go to your website and check out your resources and I do want to ask you to just tell them where they can find you on social media And I will also say a little bit about your book, too, so that they can, you know, be more aware of that.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. So I do have a book called The 31 Day Guide to Building a Personal Brand. Um, I also um, have a book called She Conquered and mompreneur business babies balance and those can all be found on my website at lanicewilliams.com along with some other business resources that i have and if you want to follow me on social media i i'm on instagram at mompreneur underscore esq and the same on twitter and facebook
0: yes thank you so much that was perfect and i'll also put it in the show notes just so that they can you know see it you know physically as well but for the last time just thank you for coming thank you for everything that we talked about today and i'll make sure that (laughs) i let everyone know how much this this interview really just enlightened me and we'll just continue to support you
1: okay thank you so much.
0: No problem. And you guys, that is the end of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to Success On Demand. You can check us out on iTunes as well as on Google Play or on DLake.com. We will catch you next time. And thanks for tuning
1: in. Hello, I am Laniece Williams, and you have heard my story here on Success On Demand.